What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to Vintage and Stuff with Drew Heifetz. Got not one, not two, but three guests today on the show. I got Casey Pitt of Rare Vintage. I got Frank the Tank of, uh, I forget his Instagram. And I got Sean of Shop Monarch. Those homeboys are from the East Coast. We're going to get into lots of stuff about uh, sports jerseys, about um, how to to tell what's worth money, authentics, uh, you know, and a bunch of other good stuff. We're recording this on the night of the Rose Bowl in February. It was a pretty rough Rose Bowl. I'm super exhausted while we did this interview, so hope you don't mind me being a little bit tired on this one. But um, nonetheless, it's pretty rad. The Rose Bowl was rough today. It was super rainy. Crazy poured at about 1130 um, Literally, I've been doing the Rose Bowl 15 years and it's only rained a few times so it was gnarly Just got these given to me as a gift by a client that came into my office. I'm in my office right now spicy squid snacks You know, well, here's a close-up Not really my jam to eat spicy squid snacks out of a tetra pack like it's like it's a uh, power bar gel or something, power gel. But, <laughs> thanks for the gift. If you're listening on the podcast, basically I'm holding a little squid pack, a slimy squid spicy pack. Anyway, weird stuff. Okay, got some news. Okay, um, I want to talk about the situation in China, the coronavirus, okay? I don't, you know, sure, it's a pandemic, we're probably all gonna die, who knows, who knows what's gonna happen, but, uh, you know, live your life, be happy anyway. But basically, the bigger picture here is that China is basically shut down right now. China has shut down all factories, all schools, nobody's gone to work. So, what does this mean? This is crazy. China is basically turned off the tap on the world for production on all the product that we rely on. What do we rely on from China? Basically everything. They make all the clothes in the whole world. They make um, all the plastic crap that we consume. They make tons of food products. They make everything. So, you know, they said the export's gonna continue, but the factories are closed, so if nobody's producing product, they're gonna run out of export product pretty fast. But, pertaining to the fashion industry, this is an interesting time, because 99% of all fashion comes out of China. This means brands, brands that are expecting spring shipments to be floating in, coming through to sell in the spring in America or Canada, they might not get them. So a brand might just not get their whole shipment for spring. And who knows how long this is gonna last. They're saying it's only gonna be a few weeks before workers go back to the factories, but if the situation gets worse in China, it could be a lot longer than that. There's gonna be huge repercussions of this. Um, Made in America, made in Canada is starting to look pretty darn good at this point. Even though the cost is a lot higher, at least we can still get our product. Uh, you know, Frankie Collective, we do, we make all our product in-house, so we're fine. Sure, we've made a few things in China, but it's not really going to affect us that bad. But there's going to be a lot of hurting people out there if this thing continues. And if we go into months and months of no uh, production in China, you're going to see the world change pretty fast. And I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I just thought I'd put that out there because it's been on my mind a little bit. Times are a-changing. Uh, what else we got? Well, we recently did a project for Normani of um, 
for the NBA All-Star Game coming up this Sunday. Hopefully, well, it's the Sunday, the 16th in February. And um, we made custom outfits for them to go on stage at the NBA All-Star Game. So check that out. Watch the NBA All-Star Game. Watch Norma Normani's performance, and you're going to see a bunch of custom outfits from my brand, Frankie Collective. Shout out to everybody who pulled an all-nighter to make those outfits happen. Also for Sarah for heading down to Cali and hand-delivering those outfits. Um, yeah. I don't really have any other news. Let's get into it. Uh, had a fun time hanging out with these guys last weekend in Cali. Super good dudes. Um, and keep your eye on them in the future. Let's get into it. Casey. Hello. Thanks for joining me, dude. Thanks for having me. You're on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Vintage, I appreciate it. Vintage and... Do I call it vintage and stuff? Yeah, that's what I call vintage it. Vintage and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, I just met you recently. Internet friends. Well, internet people become real yeah, friends. Dude. Yeah, dude. It's awesome. From up north. And you... Uh, I mean, I guess I followed you before, but then you became homies with Jace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've known Jace for like, well, I've known Jace on the internet for like five years, but yeah, real life. When did you actually meet him? Three, three, I guess it was at the Liberty Fairs, August of 2017. So, so three years, yeah, three years in person, yeah. So talk, tell us about this Liberty Fair deal. So it's like a trade show. It's like a menswear and womenswear trade show. Have you ever been to it before you sold at it? I did actually, yeah. I went, and it was different too when I went. Why I went. You, why did you go? I wanted to see what it was about because it was. I knew about agenda, and like I saw my friend Natalie was like really into fashion stuff. She's like, "Oh, Liberty Fairs is in New York. It's like agenda. Let's go up." So we went up for. It's a three day thing. We went to two a day just to like kind of meet people, bullshit, whatever. Yeah. It was cool. I mean, it was cool. They had like free drinks. Was like, she buying stuff for a store, or she just no? She was just like you know into like same stuff, vintage stuff, like sneakers, blah blah blah. And, uh, like, we just went to meet people. Like, I think, like, Jeff Staple was there. Yeah. I think there was, I think someone was selling vintage. I feel it was, like, it might have been Orange Crush back then. He said he was doing, been doing it for 15 years, so. so yeah, it was probably him, Because he had, like, patches and stuff. Yeah, it was probably him. That's cool. So, how did you get involved? So, what was it, like, maybe a year or two after, I had just gotten an email, like, completely randomly from a woman, um, Katie. Thank you, Katie. And, Shout um, out, Katie. She uh, was like, hey, do you want to go sell vintage in Paris? In Paris? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I was like, um, what's the, like, you know, what are the stipulations? Yada, yada, yada. She's like, well, it's in a week and a half and you're good to go. All you got to do is like, you know, pay for your flights. I was like, well, 
I can't go to Paris in a week and have notice. Like I'd love to go, but was it was it based around Fashion Week? Or? It was the, it was Liberty Fairs, yeah, Paris, and then or Capsule. It was maybe Capsule Paris, but same company at the yeah. time, and um, it was around Paris Fashion Week. But they were doing their showing there. So they invited, they wanted some vintage people. She'd found a bunch of people on Instagram, just reached out and said, hey, like, do you want to be a part of this? And I was like, hey, I'd love to go. I don't have enough time to get my things together. But if you do anything in the future in America or whatever, or give me time for Paris, I'm down. So this was, I guess, June. And then that August, she contacted me and said, do you want to do a New York and then eventually a Las Vegas show? So I did the men's wear show in New York. And it was myself and uh, Yco Vintage, the dudes from um, Kansas City. Yeah. Next to me, they're cool, really, really cool dudes. Um, Patrick and Adam. And then there was another. I don't know who the other dude. Just another person. I don't really know. I don't even know if they sell vintage anymore. But we were doing that, and they asked me if I just like curate would curate like Nike stuff. So I like brought Nike for that event, and that was cool. How'd that go? Did you find a lot of sick Nike? Yeah, that was sick. Like I brought a bunch of like old like '90s Nike windbreakers and like. Um, Nike tank tops, t-shirts, like stuff like that, like cool, like store displays, Bo Jackson signs, and that was fun. You just have a lot of that hanging around. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff. Sick. <laughs> I have a lot of random things in my uh, in my stash. Nice, dude. But yeah, we did What's that. The randomest thing you have in your stash. It's <clears throat> the randomest thing. I have one of those Tommy Hilfiger, Hilfiger snowboards. Sick. I have. Where'd you find that? Flea Market. Nice, nice. Sells nice like ten price. bucks or something. Thirty bucks, yeah. Cool. I, well, and I and I saw it flipped upside down, and I saw the corner of my eye, and I knew exactly what it was because of the video game Ten Eighty Snowboarding, and that was like something you could like unlock in the game for N sixty four. So I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I was like, oh my god, is that like the real life version? Am I in the game? Yeah. So I like ran over and like I flipped it over and I saw the big flag and I was like, oh my god, how much? And I, you know, I bought it right away. And I had heard a rumor that someone else had found one the week before at the same flea market. I guess we're from the same guy, which is crazy. No way. Yeah. So, like, I think there was only, like, you know, a couple hundred of those made. So, like, the odds of two yeah. of them. I wonder the if that those other kids tried to hit me up for that because people were offering me those boards for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But every time it was, like, a thousand, yeah, yeah, thousand, thousand bucks. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I feel like they would sell for, like, five or six hundred bucks, like, realistically. Yeah, but also the Tommy hype has kind of died a bit, so maybe yeah. it's probably like worth like fifty bucks now. <laughs> it's a cool display piece. They had it one around too. <laughs> no, it is for sure. I like it. I like it. Okay, let, let's let's rewind. Right. Let's go back to the beginning. All right. How'd you get into With this? Birth? <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into this crazy business? Um, we don't need to hear about your birth. Obviously, right. obviously it worked out because you're here. Um, yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> um, I, my vintage origin, I guess, traces. Well, there's like a lot. I feel like there's a lot of roots to it, but mainly it was like through my dad's collecting. Like he collected jerseys, starting lineups, and like was really into like obscure like sports, like the dub, like the World Football League, the USFL, WHA. Like apparently, when I was a kid, the first thing I knew, I knew all the football helmets. Like we had the magnets of all the teams, okay. and I, like I knew all the logos and the teams when I was like. I don't know, like two years old, you know, whatever. So like I could tell, I was like, oh, do you know the Cincinnati Bengals? Or like blah, blah, blah. So like I knew logos and stuff from a young, a young age. Were you watching sports then? Yeah, like, well, another cool, and this is a cool ties into FS and Frank. Um, the first sporting event I went to was the 1992 NHL All-Star Game in Philadelphia. And you had a hat on your website when I was in college. And I bought that when I was like, whatever, like 19 years old. Because I was like, oh, I was at that game. I was like, Sick, and I saw, yeah, you had it. It was dope. Hell yeah. 
That's wild. Yeah. So did it have the teams on it? It was just the photo, like the logo, 1992 NHL All Star Game in okay. Philadelphia. Sick. So I, I sat on my like my dad claims I didn't have a ticket, and like just brought me in the game. And oh, like you sat on his lap or something? Yeah, I just sat on his lap. And I, was, I was like two or three years old. So nice. We do a lot of like random sport, like when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl against the Patriots the first time in Jacksonville. Our grandma had a condo down there, so like we went down there for like our whatever, like high school or middle school spring break. Um, and my dad was, it was like three weeks out of the Super Bowl. My dad was like, Oh, like, let's go to the stadium. I bet, like, we can go in the stadium. I was like, Dad, what are you talking about? Like, it's the state, like, the stadium's closed. Like, you can't just go. Like, we just go. We, like, took a taxi down there. We walked into the Jaguar Stadium where the Super Bowl was down there. Literally, we walked on the field. Like, we, like, walked. This is just like, <laughs> it's just a random in. day, though. Nothing's happening. No, like, it was like a Thursday, like, yeah. you know, three weeks after the Super Bowl. And, like, the field was so painted, we, like, took, like, the Kelly, or, like, the Midnight Green from the Eagles' end zone. Like, we took the actual field, like, pieces of the turf, and, like, we, like, pretended to reenact the last drive. And, Vandalism. Like, yeah. A couple of vandals going and fucking yeah. ripping up the stadium. Yeah, my dad's, like, crazy. He's a crazy dude, but, yeah, it worked. It was Sick. cool. Like, I was like, yeah, we went there. Just, like, starstruck that you're actually getting in. Yeah. I remember going to the Rose Bowl one day, and you can, like, yeah, you can just walk right in there. It's, yeah. like, not yeah. locked up. They're just, like, yeah, have, mm. have a time. Like, there's nothing to steal here. Like, there's nothing you can do. Like, except for the green. Bring your foot. Yeah, exactly. Except <laughs> for the turf. And, like, we brought it back. My mom's like, oh, they're going to think it's weed. Like, mom's like, oh, my God. It's just turf from the stadium. Like, it doesn't matter. Wow. But, yeah, my dad was, yeah, he collects. So, you know, a big jersey collector. And, like. So, your dad was a collector? He, well, still is a collector. I really? Would say. And, like, yeah. Like, that's how I, like, got into eBay, too. Because, like, whenever it happened, what, 1999-ish, when it came about, like, he was buying jerseys and, like, starting lineup and stuff like that. And, like. I would always watch stuff. I was like, Dad, can I buy that? And like, I would save up some money. And that's crazy. I didn't. I had no order. idea. So your dad is his knowledge pretty deep. Well, the there's like, yeah, it's crazy. So Mitchell, the company Mitchell Ness, is from Philadelphia. Was originally a sporting goods store, like a Models or a Dicks, a Sports Authority. And like, my dad would get his hockey sticks and like football, whatever shit down there. Yeah. And um, he became friends with the owner Peter Capolino. And he would basically get, like, the Eagles game-used jerseys at the end of the season and sell them for, like, 40 or 50 bucks. And, like, the good players, like Reggie White, he'd be, like, 300 whatever. So my dad would, like, grab, you know, jerseys. So Homeboy would get them directly from the stadium? Yeah, just, just the put team, them in the store. Just put them in the store, and he would have, like, other jerseys. Like, my dad would get all his old football jerseys, like, when he owned he's, like, 16 years old, 17 years old. And then up until he worked in the city, so when he met my mom, so, like, you know, into his 20s. So he built, like, a relationship with Peter and this is like a story goes again. Peter decided to obviously make retro uniforms. So my dad was in there in a lunch break and Peter, the store was slow and was in like a bookstore next door and grabbed like an old Sports Illustrated and was like, John, do you think people would buy these old like sports uniforms if I remade them? And my dad was like, I would, but like, sure, like whatever, give it a crack. And then, you know, he had, he had found the old I think like Cincinnati Reds fabric in a warehouse and it was similar to Philly. So he remade the 1900s Phillies uniforms in the 80s and resold, you know, just made them and sold them in his store. And then that's how he was like the guy that got the sports license going. So he got. So did he make the first round without a license? Yeah. I believe, yeah, I believe he did. Okay. Because it wasn't like a thing. I don't think it was a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just like, let's see if it's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, let's just do it. Like whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. So he did it. 
and he made the Phillies out of the Reds fabric. And like my dad, my dad still has actually one of those jerseys, which is kind of crazy. And is it was it branded Mitchell Ness? Um, it has a little Mitchell Ness tag, and it's like you know wool flannel. And like, is it is made in America? Yeah, made in USA. Well, then his next line in the eighties was all made in USA, and that stuff's like really really good quality, like wool stuff. Sick. And that's all, like, you know, limited run made in the USA. So then this guy went on to be Mitchell Ness. So, yeah, and this guy, Big Rube, became, like, a promoter and, like, met Outkast and, you know, every rapper and got them the jerseys. And uh, Peter basically gave him a job. And the store blew up. So everyone was flying, you know, from Atlanta. Because he only had a store in Philly. So everyone would fly to Philly to get the stuff. And then the NBA All-Star Game was in Philly in 2002. So that was, like, boom. Everyone was in Philly for the All-Star Weekend. So everyone was at Mitchell Ness. Everyone was there. Like that was when LeBron's um, like agent got you know caught stealing or whatever, not stealing, but got caught taking jerseys to give to LeBron. Like everyone had the throwbacks at that time, and I think that like culmination of that All Star weekend was kind of crazy because wow. they were all in Philly, and that's where the jerseys were. That's so it's kind of yeah, level. it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And so at that point, two thousand two, Mitchell Ness wasn't like distributed worldwide yet, or um, they were available at the store. And then I think maybe on like the NBA web, like very very limited. It wasn't like because after that point, it was like everything. <coughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Then it blew. Up. He ended up selling the company to like Adidas Reebok in like two thousand seven. I want to say. Is this guy still friends with your dad? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I've, I've talked to him a couple times. I, he's a really he's awesome. I've I've talked to him maybe. I had, he took me to lunch before. I went to his house maybe a year or two ago. Like, he's, yeah, he's an awesome guy. And is he just chilling out, retired now? Or yeah, oh, yeah. He, dude, he eats all the – like, if you look at his Instagram, he eats, like, crazy meals all the time. He goes to all the Italy and New York every weekend. He's just living it up. Nice. But he's – I mean, he's excellent. He helps – I know he helps out a lot of people just because he has knowledge. And I, I don't know if he's still affiliated with the brand, but I know he's, like, still very passionate about the stuff. That's wild, man. Yeah, it was really cool. And I grew up, basically grew up with that. Like, I remember going, you know, to the the store as a little kid and, like, oh, my God, I want to go. And it was, honestly, he took great care of us. Like, I remember I was in middle school and he came down and he was, like, took, told my Because my dad would give him jerseys to borrow for specs. So, like, he would give him, like, an Atlanta Falcons jersey that my dad had in his collection. And he would just take the specs and remake, like, the good play, like, Barkowski or, like, a good player. Yeah. To like remake to resell, so like he would end up be like, "Yo, just take a jersey, like you and your son, like just take something out." Like, and I was like fourteen years old, and I would get like the Denver Nuggets, like like throwback Denver Alex Denver. English yeah, or like Urban, yeah, and I was like the shit in school. And I was like, and it was free, it was like the coolest shit ever. Because <laughs> like, yeah, the original retail on those two was high, right? Three hundred. Well, yeah, most were three hundred, and like the bullets and like the Chargers were like four or five hundred, and like those were like the crazy like. The powdered blue Chargers and the Washington Bullets, the one LeBron wore. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm never going to look at those jerseys the same anymore. Man. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, like, they're, and those ones are like, the cool thing about those is everyone wore them in big sizes. So if you can find some of those in smaller sizes, like, they're pretty sought after because no one wore a 40 year Yeah, before. it's honestly, I always find them huge, man. Mm-hmm. They're like straight Every, up huge. Because everyone has them still I sitting guess around. that was the era, the era though. It's like where yeah. shit like ridiculous. So oh, tell yeah. me about your dad's collection, man. Has he still got it? Yeah, he's got a bunch of stuff. Like he has like a bunch of like the USFL jerseys. Like he has like, he likes the Oakland Seals, California Seals. He has like a bunch of their hockey jerseys. Like he was always into the obscure random teams. Okay. So like that kind of transferred to me. Like I love like the Atlanta Thrashers. Like the team's not around anymore. But like we went to a game when I was a kid. And I saw like the first uh, hat trick in the franchise history when I was a kid in Atlanta. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, yeah. so I always liked them, but yeah, he was into all that. And was he, so he's, was he buying and selling all the time um, or was he just mostly buying? He was buying and it was cool. Like he <laughs> was crazy. There was like his cousin uh, was friends with like Frank Reich on the, you know, the quarterback of the bills. 
and his buddy had a sporting goods store, my dad's cousin. So he What made, year was that, Frank Reich on the, on the Bills? 94, 95-ish, like early, mid-90s. Okay. Um, but my dad's cousin did, like, screen printing, had, like, a sporting goods store, and, like, he's like, oh, I'll just get you, like, an account. Like, you don't have to really buy stuff. Like, I'll get you an account. You can order from this catalog. So they would, like, send this, like, because, you know, there was, there was no internet, really. So it was, like, a catalog. It was, like, New York Islanders, Flyers, blah, blah, blah. So you could order a jersey, and my dad would get them for the wholesale price, and he would just call, like, hey, this is JP Sports. Can we, like, get this jersey? Like, we just want, you know, a couple teams. And they would, we would get it, and it was awesome. And we had, like, a, um, a street hockey team on our old street, and we all had those Fisherman Islanders jerseys because they were, like, the clearance jerseys. were, like, 10 bucks a piece. So my dad called in and all got – we all had them. There was, like, you know, 10 kids on the block that all had these crazy Damn, Islanders jerseys. Serious sports roots, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, if there's one jersey in your dad's stash that you're, like, that's the one, what is it? Oh, I mean, there's, like, the Philadelphia Blazers, like, WHA, like, classic. It's, like, a um, yellow and orange jersey. It's really, really cool. Like, Bernie Perron, the old Flyers goalie, played for them. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Like, it's a crazy. He's got like Kansas City scouts. Where does he keep all these jerseys? In his closet, like in the closet. My mom, like we had like a jersey room. Like as a kid, like it was like the jersey room, and like it was like the extra bedroom that was just all his jerseys in the closet and all the shit. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, like, so what was when was your first acquisition like well, into this? And when were you were like, okay, I'm gonna start buying and now selling? It was well. There's a I have a picture. And it's like old, you know, picture. And it's like the first my jer- first jersey collection. There's like an Elway jersey, like a Favre. There's like six or seven jerseys there, and I was probably like six, you know, seven years old. And it was crazy. I have a picture, just like they were all like laid out on my bed. I'm like, why don't? I, yeah, I was like, why don't I have those? But like every year for Christmas, I was like, oh, I want a hockey jersey. So like my uncle or my parents were like, oh, okay, you get a hockey jersey for Christmas. And I remember there was like a year in uh, it was like third grade or fourth grade, and it was like International Day. So you picked like a country to be. And I was like, I'll pick Canada because, like, if I pick Canada, my costume can be a hockey jersey. So then I can get a Sick. hockey jersey. So I got an Ottawa Senators jersey. Wow. <laughs> you are dying. Yeah. I was like, this is an excuse to get a jersey. That's wild. Yeah, that was dope. So what do you think of the what, – what is it, the AAFL now? The American football – or the AFL? XFL. XFL. XFL is back. I didn't watch so, – I just saw a star this weekend. You think this is going to be a good thing? You think it's going to go? Maybe, because I don't think there's arena football anymore. So, I may, yeah, maybe. I think it could. People will watch football. The NFL's over. And, well, so they're going to run it like all different seasons. Yeah, it's going to exactly like the USFL was back in the day. Like the, yeah, the yeah. old football league. The Trump, okay. the Trump-esque league. Okay. The league Trump ruined. So, I want to get into details of jerseys, man. All right. Like, explain how you authenticate say like like what what makes an authentic hockey jersey so all right so explain to someone who like would have no idea so we'll go like deep into jer- i guess jer- jerseyology let's yes, call jerseyology, it jerseyology yeah. right now um so there's multiple types so let's just say there's a philadelphia flyers jersey so okay. you got a retail replica jersey right so that's like the basic like Back in the day, you know, 60 75 to $100 jersey. Now they're, like, probably 120 125 And this is, like, the bottom of the line. This is, like, the bottom of the line. But, like, again, with a hockey jersey, you're getting, like, a better crest. Like, a football jersey, you're not getting, like, a sewn-on detail. So we, we could yeah. – there's different sports. So we could get really, Yeah, really, no, we'll, we'll go into that. We can go really start, deep. Start with well, hockey. We'll start with hockey. So, right, so they got a retail Flyers, Flyers jersey. 
And then you've got a retail authentic jersey, so that's going to be a, like a thicker weight, and it's going to have a fighting strap in the back. And then you're going to have – those are the jerseys available to the public, so you can buy those like at the team store, on the internet, whatever. Yeah. And that you're is. talking like the baseline, like 100, 120, and then they – Authentic with the fight strap, they're like in the three, right? They're like 300, right? And now I know like the new baseball jerseys, these Nike ones are like four or five hundred bucks, which is crazy. Wow. And you can get them both like blanks or with like team or with the players, right? Yeah, like blank or like they'll have options to either like make the jersey, like customize it through the team store or they'll have like the top players available on deck. Explain a fight strap. So the fight strap, yeah, exactly. So in hockey, you can fight. So there's a strap in the jersey that attaches to your hockey pants. So you. When you're in a fight, you want to try to put the opponent's jersey over their head so they can't see, so you can start keep beating their ass down. <laughs> and um, so, like, that attaches to the pants, so that's a part of the jersey. Yeah, so that's basically sewn on the back, inside the back of the jersey, and it hangs down. It's a Velcro little strap. You can't miss it. It attaches to the belt. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's prevented preventative measure for getting fighting. your jersey pulled over your head and then you get knees and yeah. uppercuts to the face. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so then you're going to have – so then there's the actual team on the – there's got the actual team, the Philadelphia Flyers. So they're going to issue jerseys to the actual players on the team. And I'm not – I'm trying to think about this specifics. Let's say they'll get maybe like – now I'm sure they get way more. Back in the day, they probably only got like two or three sets a year, maybe. And now the card companies like cut up jerseys. So I have no idea the sets they get. Maybe let's say 10, 15 sets of jerseys a year, home, away, alternate. So they'll issue that to – the player, Claude Giroux or whoever, you know, the player is a team, um, then they'll actually wear some of those jerseys in the game. So that's a game-worn jersey. But some of these, they also will have extra jerseys that didn't get customized for the players to wear on the ice. So that will be a stock that can get moved by equipment managers on eBay or the secondary market. So, like, jerseys from the pro cut from the team will actually, like, leak out to the secondary market. And those will have like different markings or different sizings in the uh, in the jersey, so they'll indicate it's a different style of jersey. Yeah. So these these game issue team issued jerseys will have different size tags because usually people are like larger dudes a lot of right. times. So right. Like, with pads. Like an extra, like a forty four tall versus right. like whatever, and it'll have like an extra sewn in tag, and you can usually tell because the tag is like like obviously extra. Right. Exactly. You know? And. Um, so what you're saying is that, like, obviously the, the game-worn ones are the best. If, if a jersey gets right. actually worn in a game, it's, right. it has the most value. It's like right. you can put it – you can, like, find where it was played. Then there's some that were issued to a player but never played in. Right. So that's – and then there's – yes, exactly. And then there's issued jerseys that just wind up – never, never even got – To the player. Issued to a person. Right. And then these can be customized on the secondary market or sometimes, like, the team – like, I know the Eagles would do that, like, sell them at the end of the year. Or like, the Packers, like, when Brett Favre retired for the Packers, they, like, customize a shitload of pro cuts and just set, like, different sizes and just sell them the pro the pro shop. So, like, those are awesome because for, like, a person that wants to wear or collect it, like, you can get a pro cut jersey essentially the same, better than a retail authentic for a better, you're not paying, like, two grand or ten grand for, like, Brett Favre's game-worn jersey. You're getting, like, almost the shit that he would wear on the field for a better price. And, like, that's like another, you know, innuendo of the collectible market, which is kind of cool. That's like nudged its way in, in there because like you can get a jersey that's customized pretty well or from the right people. And then there's like one like back in the day, like the hockey store in Canada or around me, like 
Yeah, we'll throw a number on your jersey. Like you could get yeah, that done. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So you get it done. But obviously, like there's companies that specialize that and that now. And then like all the like all the teams. It's really cool. I have like a hockey book, and like all the teams have like you know specific customers that you know or, um, specific companies that would customize their jerseys for them. So it's cool. Yeah. And then like and there was just different manufacturers too, specifically for like the NHL. Like it wasn't always CCM. Or wasn't always Reebok Adidas. Like there was multiple. Like Nike did the Oilers jerseys when Gretzky played because they wanted to have the swoosh on the back but of his jersey. Na- but yeah, see, that's another weird sports-specific thing yeah. too. Is that like certain sports had multiple licensing agreements, but then certain sports had singular licensing agreements. Right. Right. And like even like the merch, like in the NFL, you know, they could have there was a logo athletic jacket and a starter jacket, and a logo athletic hat, starter hat, sports specialty. There was so many. So many. Yeah. And now it's Nike or one. You know. Nike, they monopolize it. Yeah. Nike's MLB like now. With NBA champion yeah. had that contract for how many years? And well, yeah, they well, made everything NBA, right. Yeah, well, NBA champion did like all the replicas, but NBA did have like Puma starter. Um, who else? Nike did game jerseys. Um, who else am I forgetting now? Reebok, Adidas, Sandnet before that, like Spalding, yeah, Sandnet, like Wilson, go. yeah, like a bunch of other. Yeah, companies. you go way back. Yeah, exactly. So like, it wasn't always just Nike. And just all the chance. It was cool, though. I, yeah. I liked it because even, like, in the NFL, like, they would always have a, a different logo on the side of the jersey, which was cool. Like, you could see that on TV. Like, oh, the Seahawks have a Puma or the Eagles. Yeah, have, it know, helps whatever. the market. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, Being exactly. a little bit different everywhere because otherwise everyone's just wanting right. to go by Nike all the time. So what, what about, like, another sport like football? How do you tell? Football is, like, uh, football is different. Most of football jerseys are sold at retail with, like, a, you know, a player on it, too. So it's, like, football had a... Uh, Basically, you have, like, the baseline is, like, Base, well, they it's, have it's like a press-on number versus a stitched-on number. Yeah, right? well, they have, like, the swingman variation. Now, I'm not even sure what it's called. But, like, so I guess what year was it? Like, 99, 2000, Nike. I think technically Starter introduced it, like, before it. But Nike really capitalized it with, like, the swingman. So it was, like, an mean? intermediate between the replica and the authentic jersey. So, like, the swingman came into play, and it was, like, it looks like it's a sewn-on number and, like, one layer is sewn-on. But if it's, like, a two-color number, it's actually, like, if you look, it's, like, painted on the sewn-on number. But it's, like, a higher-quality replica. Oh, so they're, like, we'll make it look great but give it to you for cheaper. Exactly. Like, it's still, like, the replica would have been 60, Swingman 100, you know, authentic. How many jerseys do we need out There's here? a lot of jerseys. That's what people don't Yeah, there's a lot of jerseys. So how do you tell a gamer in football? Uh, football, like, football-wise, the cut uh, uh, really thin and why you'll see, like, you know, it's... I mean, it should jump out immediately with, like, the cuffs and the, the length of them, but they'll have, like, a tag, like, year tag on some of them or extra length or, like, a player number or size on the collar or on the bottom tag. Yeah. And it's, like, they have, like, a elastic, elastic. in the sleeve, right. too, right? And it'll be, like, and, cu- and it'll can, be... T- can you buy at the store an elastic sleeve jersey? Um, well, they'll, it'll have, like, now the replicas or the authentics at retail do have, like, the it has an elastic thing, okay. but, like, for, like... The, some players like they're really jammed up there like they're cut for the shoulder pads so like you really even see like it's it's a goofy looking thing you know what I mean it's very goofy it's not yeah. like you wouldn't really want to wear that as a um, you know I mean think about like in high school when the football players were walking around the high school and like the and like they had those big thick cuffs and it would look like it looked awkward when they were wearing the jerseys like they were meant to have shoulder pads totally. underneath them um, what about the other sports what about NBA how do we tell them how do we tell the gamers NBA game. I mean, that's usually like again, like a tag at the bottom with a year or extra length, um, or sometimes. Sometimes they say like set, right? Like set, set one of two. Or set one or two. Exactly. That's what I was talking about earlier too. Like the set. Like there might be three sets given yeah. out to the team. And then, 
Do they have sometimes they have like locker numbers on them or something so that people know where to put them when they're washed? They might have that maybe for like the warm up pants or something like that or like the shorts and and not different teams. I'm sure have different equipment managers that have a different system for managing how they put their stuff back or wash it. Yeah, true enough. That's a that'd be an interesting job to do. <laughs> LeBron's <So>, jock draft. <laughs> <laughs> We don't need to get into that. The draft finish, traps are draft traps on the topic. Seriously. For another day. We talked about on that, that on Zach's podcast. <laughs> Apparently he found a bunch. Yeah, he put me on game. I don't think I'm ever Oh, you weren't, you, weren't, you weren't privy to that before. Yeah, some things I want to forget. Zach's, <laughs> <laughs> Zach's great. <laughs> Finally met Zach in person. And he's a lovable guy. Yeah, he is. Big he's teddy a great bear, guy. Man. Big, big old teddy bear. Great time. <laughs> and Wes, too. Shout out, Wes. Shout out, Wes. Hopefully those guys made a home safe tonight. They should be pulling up any any minute now, unless they detoured for a buffet or chicken nuggets. Oh, that definitely happened. Macaroni that and definitely cheese. happened. <laughs> so, what's your uh, all-time jerseys, man? What all-time have you what, like that you have or that you picked? All-time favorite. I mean, the cool. Like, Do you keep anything at this point? Yeah, I have like, a, <laughs> like I have, I'm trying to like hone down. Like I have like a Sixers pro cut and gamer collection, like Charles Barkley stuff. Um, random like hip-hop groups and stuff i listen to i have a lot of i'm trying to i don't know like the cool like cool gamer find was uh in like just in a good random goodwill i'm just looking around and like i do a lap and i just look in the women's dresses and like i see like an eagle sleeve peeking out i found like a game worn uh eagles player like thomas taipei was like a fullback so like a decent player but a game worn jersey in the women's dresses for four bucks Check the women's so, dresses, yeah. people. So that was a huge score, and that, that people was people sleep on that, and they yeah. sleep on the checking the kids section. You can find oh, like yeah. crazy small sizes in the kids section. Yeah, well, and you just like anytime you go to a thrift store, you don't know who's working and how lazy they are. They don't they put stuff anywhere. You gotta like if you want to put in the time, you might find more stuff. I don't know. You or know. like if there's just a customer who's like, I don't want this, and they're just yeah, yeah, exactly. Here, here. Put it, yeah, like. So how many times have you walked to the the front of a store and seen like a, just a gem sitting right at the gate because someone left it behind? It's just sitting there for you to take. Totally, it's, it's a good feeling. It's like extra. So did you, you sold that one or kept it? I sold that one. I tried. What that I'm, one go for? That was only like two or two fifty, two or two fifty. What's the most you ever sold a jersey for? Um, a couple, a couple. I had well the I had the he hate me XFL jerseys, which were dope. I had a couple. I have one in the personal collection that was sold for. That was like a pro cut, sold for like a thousand dollars. I want to say. Nice. But that was like again. Like there's some things like I don't want. Like you'll put a number on it. And like oh, I don't want to sell this, but if someone wants to pay it, like shit, like more. And it's kind of like a like not like a. I'll see what happens. I think, but like oh, like if they want to buy it, they can buy it. I don't really want to let it go, but yeah, people buy it. And well, that's cool, man. Everything's replaceable. And get your money in a sense, I guess. Um, we've always been, you know, I'm not the sports guy at all, but like I've always, ha- I've always found lots of good jerseys and I had to like educate myself on jerseys. And I think like there's not, not, not enough people or not enough of the pickers these days are like really educating themselves on it. They just don't know what, what they have or they don't take the time to learn. But sports fans are fucking fanatic, man. It's, it's crazy. one of the best markets out there and it, is never going anywhere. It fluctuates with what players are doing, but it's always going to be popular. Exactly. Like I was, we were talking about this earlier at like lunch, the 49ers jackets, like when they were in the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago, like you couldn't sell those for a hundred, 150 bucks, you know, four or five months ago. And they were going for like three, four, I've seen people posting sold listings for like $500. Like it's just all the timing and pe- what people want. And if it's an area that hasn't, it's affluent and wants to buy them to wear the game or 
the time of the Super Bowl they're going to spend money. Like, yeah, happened with you know with Kobe right now. Like, how do you feel about that? Because everyone's like, everyone's been throwing shade on people selling that stuff right now. It's crazy, and like the thing is, like, there's certain levels. So like, Kobe's always been a collectible and like marketable item. Like, people don't like don't understand like the you know the good. Thin shoulder champion jerseys always went for like 100, 150 bucks. Like they're good, they're good jerseys. Lakers fans are loyal and they look good. And they didn't make that many until they switched to those wide shoulder jerseys. The Nike Authentics in like a 40 or 44 are always good because you have the international market and they love Kobe Bryant. Like he, I think out of any player that I've grown up with, I think he's the most marketable international NBA player I've seen. So I think that connection is global. More than Jordan? It's different because I I think he came up more with social media and stuff like you know what I mean I think Chi- Jordan probably wasn't as big in China like Stefan remember Stefan Marbury went to China and was huge like and you know he was decent you know pretty good NBA player but went there and he was like a god he's got like a statue oh, so no like way. they yeah oh yeah they love basketball there so I think his reach like is very global and the Lakers are the Yankees you know big franchise so I think that they. Uh, they have a lot of people out there that are watching them, so I think yeah. that you know. Play but so, what, what do you think about people fl- jumping the prices though? It's I don't know. If it's a hundred fifty dollars jersey like a, two weeks like ago, wide, and now it's like a five hundred dollars jersey. The thing about the wide shoulder thing that that bothers me because like, oh my god, it's like they're like going for like three hundred bucks, but like I don't have any right now. I got some this weekend, but I don't know what to do. Like I want to do you know I want to do something positive with it. If it's what know, have you seen the 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 standard champion. Um, the right, like the good champ, someone was at Rose Bowl with someone for 250 and I saw him going for like 300, um, like after he passed and like the, like the authentics would always go for like shit. I mean, every time I sold for like four or 500 bucks, regardless, like before he passed away and I sold one that was like, I saw one on eBay that was like poorly customized. It was like authentic. They was still poorly customized and go for like eight or 900 bucks. Like the good ones, you know, eight or 900 bucks. Someone had a fake authentic at the Rose Bowl for 400 bucks today. Like wow. the fakes were going for money after because like, people don't you know people don't know it's just a frenzy man and then Mitchell Ness sold out so like they have the license to remake the new ones and they're going to be sold out you know for several months until they make more so I think people are just jumping to grab something I don't think it's like I don't think the wide shoulders are going to be three hundred dollars forever I think that's going to no drop this out. will die down because you like can, it always if, does yeah if you want to spend three hundred bucks you can get a Mitchell Ness jersey and that's a good good jersey so like that they're, they're not going to spend. That on a wide shoulder. So that I think that market will die down. But I think the good champion, the Nike Authentics, will stay high. Yeah. I think the yeah. So you said you, you got you got rap tees. Rap yeah. I'm not like yeah, I so I my sister, like shout out to my sister Caroline. She's uh the biggest record. She has the sickest hip hop record collection. Really? Got, oh my god. She's got the crazy. Is she older shit. or younger than you? Younger, but like more mature, I don't know. Like, <laughs> we're like a year and a half ish. I don't know, a year and ten months apart. That's pretty close. But we're like twins, essentially like twins, pretty much. Yeah. She, but uh, she, has, she has like crazy, like hundreds, hundreds, and like really rare shit. Like she spent good money. And is this something she was collecting for a long time? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like she's always like we've always been into like hip hop since like we've been like 12, 13, 14 years old. Like from the suburbs, just like listening to like starting with like Dipset and like Young Jeezy and that stuff, and then like getting into like Most Def. MF Doom, like, nice. you have to live to, like, really deep stuff. So that's the kind of stuff you collect t-shirts of? Yeah, like, I have, like, high-tech and to live quality, quality shirts. Like, I have a sick-ass Cameron shirt. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, other... I have, like, some G-Unit shirts, a Joel Santana shirt. Nice. I want to really want an Erica Badu shirt. 
That's like uh, I love Erica, but she's like my yeah, favorite. Yeah, we've artist. had a few, but not very often. Yeah, they're 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 a little pricey. I have like a tank. I have a a tank top from the uh, Mom Was Gone. That's like my favorite, like one of my favorite albums. Like I want, I've seen like the long, the regular length one. I had this sick ass like called Tyrone shirt, and it was like XL, but it fit like a tank, like a belly shirt. It was like one of those terrible shirt, like fitting shirts, and it was like an awesome shirt, but I couldn't wear it. And I was like, what am I gonna do with this? Like. Pass Something. it on. I know. Give it to your sister, it. man. Yeah, I'll, trust me. I'm bringing home some style. I got like a Dell the Funky Homo Sabian like hieroglyphic shirt out here. Hell yeah. I got a, I got a Dell shirt, dude. I <laughs> yeah. love Dell. She's going to try to take that. But, That's tight. Yeah, so I like that stuff. And yeah, she's got crazy, crazy. I got some records, but not like her. Got like the Fish That Saved Pittsburgh vinyl. I don't know if you That's a good old movie that Julius Irving was what in. What about the, the Pittsburgh Heroes? What about... Um R.I.P. Mac Miller. Mac, yeah, we got a little our lives crossed paths. Did they? A little bit, yeah, because I grew up. I went to the school at Duquesne in Pittsburgh during like his him and and with. So like was. he would have been like your age, right? He was a little younger than me, but I remember going to see him at Shadow Lounge. Now since closed down multiple times, but the first time he was opening up for Currency, and I was a f- freshman or sophomore at Duquesne, so I was like eighteen or nineteen, maybe twenty years old. And so he, I think he was a senior in high school at the time. Okay. Junior or senior in high school. And he was opening up. And he was outside. Like, my homie Abe and I, like, smoked a cigarette with him. Like, just, I don't smoke cigarettes, but he, Abe smoked a cigarette or whatever. Yeah. He smoked. And we just, you know, kicked it with him. Like, Mom's listening. Yeah. Don't talk about smoking cigarettes. My mom smoked cigarettes. <laughs> and she, she got hypnotized. She doesn't smoke. But it worked? Yeah, it worked. Nice. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we kicked it with him. He was super nice. Um, and, like, you know, he was very young. But I, I had This no, was before he blew up. Before we blew up, this is when, like, the kids mixtape, I think, had just come out. So okay. it was, like, or no, it was the highlight before kids. Okay. So that had just come out. And, like, in Pittsburgh, like, Pittsburgh is a small town. So, like, everyone, like, knew about him. And, like, especially Wiz Khalifa, too. Like, when I got to college, Say Yeah was, like, blown up. So, like, Wiz was, like, you know, popping. Yeah. So he came up. And then set, like, another, I guess the next year... How does that kind of thing affect the city, man? Oh, it was crazy. I mean, like, well, the energy of them coming up was really, like, living in... And Philly and Pittsburgh, we can get into that later, but Philly and Pittsburgh are two different vibes. But yeah. Pittsburgh really came together um, just to support them. It was really cool. I think that's how they got National Notoriety, just because all the show local shows were sold out. And, like, I remember one time it was the big-ass snow... My sophomore year was the big-ass snowstorm that, like... It was 2009 that, like, shut down the city for, like, a week. But they performed on a Friday night... At a, a pit University Pit frat house, Wiz Khalifa and Mac Miller performed at the frat house, and I got to go wow. with my friend. Yeah, it was cr- like you know, hundred people, like last minute announcement show. Yeah, like- and in the snowstorm, they showed up in this crazy ass snowstorm, and like it was just in a frat, like and it was a nicer for like the pit frat house on the top of the hill. It was really nice, but they performed there, like it was awesome. It, it was so dope. Wiz had like a supreme, uh, like the trooper hat on, and like Raptor sevens, and like. Forget what Mac was wearing, but it was cool. Like Wiz was like on his shit back then, and I remember like Wiz or Wiz was smoking weed on the stage, and like my friend Abe and I, were like we gotta get like his roaches, and like we <laughs> ended up getting like three of his roaches and his lighter. I still have his lighter, <laughs> but we got his lighter, that and we took him back awesome. to the dorms. And our other buddy was like a big Wiz fan, like ripped around the bottom. <laughs> <And I was laughs> like, yeah. That was cool. And I saw his lighter, which is really dope. But then Mac, yeah, Mac was involved with my buddy's uh, clothing brand, Daily Bread, in Pittsburgh. Okay. So, like, he would always be around, like, the store. Like, he did an event, like, a signing of the store. And uh, his friend Bill, I gave him some jerseys. Like, he had he got a couple of jerseys from me. Um, our buddy Chu was, like, a rapper. Chu Jackson is a rapper from Pittsburgh and Chambersburg. 
and he was on tour with Mac, and I went to a show in Philly. I gave him that gin and juice jersey. He rocked on stage, and a uh, Steelers hat. He rocked on tour, which was dope. Sick. We got to kick it with them. Yeah, Very like cool. we, I'm, I never met Mac Miller, but he came to the warehouse when I was away, unfortunately, a couple times at the game, and we would give him snapbacks. He, he was he, like, he, he was big an instrument in like making snapbacks. Yeah, big for sure. We were just talking about that dinner because I, yeah. there all the spots in Pittsburgh. He was getting them there. They had all this dope ass sports specialties, you know, hats, and he was getting all the penguin stuff just right in the city, which was cool. There yeah, was, and he that was, was probably huge for like making it blow up. Man. Oh yeah, and he was and he was rocking really cool vintage, and I'm sure he was getting it from like Avalon Exchange and like a store, uh, store in Squirrel Hill where he's from, and they they would always have cool jerseys. I got like Bape in there before like really cool vintage shit. When he came, he he picked up a lot of gear from us. He yeah, oh, a lot yeah. like the stadium plates jacket that he wore on stage. Yeah, that was like dope. was like in a few like the famous photos. Yeah. And uh, he bought, like, some of the Adidas Olympic sweatshirts. He spent a lot, man. Yeah, he was cool. I'll tell you about celebrities because most of the time they're a fucking huge pain in the ass because they come to your spot. I don't know if you if you deal with many. Some. But they want to come and they're like, you know, they come in, they're like, they make a huge pile of gear and then it's like a 50-50 chance if they're going to want to pay for it. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, and then you're like, oh, fuck, who's this guy? Is he going to want free shit again? You're right, like, what you're, am ball- I you're balling out of control and you want me to give you free clothes. Right. It's ridiculous. But Mac was like straight up. He's like, picked a ton of gear, fucking threw it on the credit card. Let's go. Let's go. Run yeah. it. So I've had some times, like we had, um, <laughs> I'm going to call him out, uh, Raekwon. Oh, the chef. Brings like five of these entourage to the warehouse, makes the biggest pile of shit you've ever seen, <laughs> and then he expects everything for free. Oh, and, you know, he, he was into like... Uh, Polo. Yeah, what like, was that jacket that he made famous? Um, the Snow Beach. Well, Snow yeah, Beach, yeah. Snow Beach, yeah. So we had one, and he oh, wanted no. that for free. And we're like, bro, bro that's sorry, we can't give you this jacket. So we gave, we gave him a few things, but... Oh, my God. Yeah, wild times, man. I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a great. Like, you can't he is a great. That, but he's a great. The it was, cool, it was cool to meet him. So you just came out to California, man. We're sitting in the Sagamore Hotel right now. Yeah, the fame I've seen it in the videos on the internet and stuff. <laughs> there you go, man. It's on the internet. <laughs> yeah, our buddy Sean's like geeked out. Like, we gotta stay at the side next time. Like we need the full Rose Bowl experience. Like yeah, I'm with it. So random. Yeah. Buddy Sean, I, he's sitting at the front, yeah. in front of the hotel, and I come skating. <laughs> you your hyphens. <laughs> so I want the East Coast West Coast. Vibes, man. East Coast versus West Coast. What do you got for me? This is different. So this is like the second time I've been to L.A. in my life. The first time was like four years ago, and I've been to San Francisco like twice. Did you it's, come out the first time to do business, or did you just uh, come to show? When L.A., I came – so I came out to L.A. I think it was four years ago. It was literally like a month after round two opened. So they opened in like in September, and I was out in October for my birthday. Okay. Um, and my buddy just went to USC grad school, so I like came out and just like went out for my birthday and Halloween, whatever, and just – Went to did a lot of picking. No, I didn't get to go. Rose Bowl was not going on that weekend, so I just went to a bunch of stores. Um, went there, obviously. That's why I met Sean. Like, I only met Sean one time for like whatever, talked for like 20 minutes there and whatever Instagram things, but yeah, that's it. And then, uh, yeah, I hit a bunch of stores, did some picking, went to actually got a dope ass like Sixers, uh, this the Buck 50 sports specialty script from not for for no, was it from for all envy? One of the stores down there on the Brea. Well, it's Fraud Envy or... Um, or, uh, well... It was his partner yeah, store, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I forget the name. And Still. And Still, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Well, that was but cool. Are they gone now? Are I they still there? I think they're gone. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. 
Anyway, so what's the vibe though, man? It's, I mean, it's cool. Westcoast. It's definitely <laughs> way different. And like in life sense and vintage sense. In either. Life sense is definitely like more uh, laid back, but like traffic out here is like crazy. Like, I don't know how you would, you'd have to plan your day around like getting places an yeah, hour you get early. Yeah, stuck, man. Middle of the day, lunchtime, yeah. traffic's fucked. Yeah, and like the smog is kind of crazy. Like, I didn't realize that. Like, it's like, it like affects you, you know what I mean? Like, you can feel it. Like, and it's, you see it in the sky. I'm like, damn, like, I didn't expect that at all. Like, that was kind of a trip. Yeah, if the winds aren't going the right way. Yeah. So you don't get any of that shit back east, eh? No, I mean, it's pretty nice, like, clean. And, like, it's cool, like, where I live in Philadelphia or outside Philadelphia, but, like, you can go into the country, like, Lancaster, Harrisburg, up to Erie, down to Baltimore, D.C., or the Jersey Shore, New York. Like, you can go a lot of areas. So you can get, like, beach to country. It's cool. You can get different styles of, different styles, climates, which is nice. But, yeah. like, I don't know the... What about the vintage vibes? What about the picking vibes? The picking, I feel like everything is obviously like more expensive. And like today was my first Rose Bowl. So that was a very interesting experience too. But the, yeah, it's definitely more people, more competitive, but more stuff out here, I think, as well. Like I was saying earlier, like everyone had a Tupac shirt at Rose Bowl. Like we don't barely ever see Tupacs on the East Coast. Yeah. Like that's that was mindful, like mindful. I mean, me. and like how many stores are there in Philly, like vintage shops? Um, there really are many. Like there's, not really many vintage stores per se. Like, you know, sound like uh, this dude just opened a store called The Shop, um, which is dope. mad cool people. It's like good people. And then like Billy, the Golden Bear, he has uh, like a little showroom store. Um, other than that, like there's... Like, and are these, are they comparable to what you get out here? Like, is it like a lot of good t-shirts or is it... It's like, it's weird. Like the styles or? are different. Like definitely different styles. Like I feel like more people are more into like sports they're like, into like you know the hype beast stuff, like the supreme stuff, the base stuff. But like, people really aren't in stores. They aren't spending hundreds of dollars on a t-shirt. Like you couldn't put a you like a you know seven hundred dollar Marvel shirt in a store and feel like people. Oh, I need that. Like it's just, I don't know. It's just not the vibe. It hasn't caught up to. New, it's not New York. Like New York and Philly are different. Like yeah. it's definitely totally totally different vibes. Which like New York is. You know, bright lights, big city. Philly's a toned down version. What were you expecting of, of the Rose Bowl? Um. I was I tried to keep an open mind. We got there really early at like four four thirty. So like again like when I go to the flea, I don't necessarily like some fleas I'll go to early different if it's you know somewhere different. Um, but I never get there like where it's dark and like people are still setting up. Like I like to get to a flea and you can you know browse and see stuff. But the thing that was tripping to me is at a flea market back home, I I see out of the corner of my eye like a Eagle starter jacket or like a Metallica tee, like a bright all over print tee hanging off the end of the rack. So I run up and go grab it. And it's not going to be, I don't expect it to be more than like 20 bucks for a t-shirt or, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, and then jacket like 30, 40 max. But like here, you go up and the t-shirt's like 300 or the jacket's like 225. So like you're almost scared to approach booths because you know that there's going to be tax. And like so much people, so many people have so many things and they're not going to sell. And I feel like people won't really, most people weren't really that flexible to work with it. And it was like, dude, I'll give you cash right now on the spot. Like, you know what I mean? And if I'm a vent, if I'm buying for personal, it's one thing, but if I'm buying it to resell, like I can't buy something for 60 that I want to sell for, you know, 75 bucks. Like it's, it's tough. You, you know, I'm used to getting it for a better price. So it was different. And obviously more people out here, like tons of people, yeah, new territory to guide yourself, like you know, getting acclimated with sellers, and like obviously, like certain sellers are coming back. When here. you roll up to your flea back home, like do you 
do you hit? The, do they have like swaps and stuff that you hit all? Yeah, they have. There's a bunch of flea markets in like the area. Like there's because there's New Jersey, Philly, Delaware, uh, Maryland, like New York. Do you you got regulars that you'll hit now? Like you know the sellers and well, I get yeah. You know I, the clothing guys. And, I know the guy actually. Like this is kind of. I just lost my like my best dude, my man, R.I.P. Shep. Like. He died. Yeah, he died. He's actually he's been fighting pan- pancreatic cancer for two years, and like it's awesome that he. I got a call two summers ago. My buddy was at the fleet. He's like, "Shep's not here. I heard he has cancer." And I was like, "You know, I was like, kind of teared up. I was like, oh my god, like I hope he's all right. I want to like see him.'" So he was out the rest of that year, and then he had come back the um, spring and summer of the other year. So he was, you know, doing. He had lost a lot of weight, but um, he was my guy. Like literally, my guy. Like always would like bust it up with him for like good twenty minutes, just like. And not even just, like, about stuff, just, like, life, like, talking about, like, women or just, like, sports, just any, like, yeah, literally yeah, anything, just, like, this is what you gotta do, shit. man. Yeah, dude, exactly. Like, I, I, like, I would consider him a friend, like, a genuine friend, and, um... Sorry to hear that, man. Yes, yeah, so I, I went to his funeral and, like, got to, I got to hear some incredible stories from, like, like, closer family and friends and, like, a lot of people from the flea, and he was, like, a big bin guy, so, like, a lot of people were there, and it was, it was cool, I mean, he was all, like... I'll never forget the first time I felt like I found his, this was a long time ago. So like, it was, this isn't like I could go, I have millions of stories, but like, yeah, yeah, I was no like, I moved back to Philly from Pittsburgh and I was like, basically like trying to find like routes to thrift and flea markets, yada, 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 or actually just thrifts. So I planned to go down a new route and, um, I went to a Goodwill boom. And then on the way to another Goodwill, I passed like an old uh, mom and pop, you know, sneaker store and just, you know, out of the blue discovered that and like saw like a Nike swoosh and a Jordan and like got a yeah. gang and cool dead stock sneakers and t-shirts and yada, yada, yada. And like, that's a cool spot I went to. Then on the way, or then the next spot was a Goodwill and that ended up being the bins. And like, I didn't know this was like eight, nine years ago. I didn't know what bins were. So like, I was like, Whoa, this is a crazy ass place. <laughs> like what's going down here? Like people with carts and running over. So like then I saw that and then I would like back then I would have hit like Ross and like TJ Maxx. So did you pick the bins that day? Did yeah, I did in? pick the bins. Like I just did. I stayed for a little bit because I didn't really understand the concept. But like I just dug around because then they like flipped them and shit. And like I didn't know what was going on. Like it was at the time. I mean, at the time I was like, whoa, what what is this? Like, but it was cool. I think I probably found like a T-shirt or like a jersey. And then the next spot on my list, like I would you know go on Google Maps. Next one on my list was like a Ross because I would hit Rosses and TJ Maxxes back then because I would find authentic jerseys or shorts. Hell yeah. Um, and I ended up finding the flea market. And it was on the it, just driving through the parking lot to the way to the Ross. And I saw like jerseys on the fence. Boom. I got parked. And on the way to those other jerseys, I ran into Shep, seen this um, stand. And he had a gang of jerseys. And I got like a Pippin champion jersey, like a Lakers, Peyton Authentic, a couple other things. But like, I'll never forget that. And like, boom. Then you guys that was always, like seven years. Yeah, seven. Or eight. He always would have stuff. Yeah, we'd always have stuff. So he this would, guy was like a bin all week, and then hit yeah, the flea market on the weekend. Exactly. Right? He would hit the bins. He would go to like two flea markets in the area, and then like you know, people at the bins would throw him stuff. And he would, I think, he would like pick the flea market for. Like, we have vintage too, or just jerseys, or everything? um, he would have like so he would like sell like a lot of boots and stuff to, like the Hispanic people. Work and then boots, like uniform shit. Uniform boots, like um, like cowboy boots and like hats and like work like stuff like that, like work boots and like um, were like the cook like the dance go stuff like that. Yeah. And then he would do like jerseys, like star jackets, like he would have like cam like camo cool stuff. He would sometimes have like a cool t shirt in there, like every once in a while. But like dirt, like jersey wise, definitely like I found like cool ass like pro cuts and stuff with him, and like off- like gang of sick authentics and like dead sock stuff, like. And he would always show love on the prices and stuff, and like. 
I would like I think I would enlighten him on the stories behind the jerseys with players too just like, and like he'd be like oh yeah I remember that guy and yada 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 it was cool like and when the like you know he was an Eagles fan so when the Eagles won the Super Bowl it was like it was crazy it was what awesome. year was that 2017 oh it was recent eh? it was recent yeah nice. finally it was a great time <laughs> it was like a two year list people are still partying <laughs> it was like a crazy party so what's your supply like now that chef's gone who do you got I, I have a, like, I pick like crazy. I'm like a mania. Like, I do a lot of picking on my own. Like, just, I do everything. Like, you can imagine, like, from flea market, thrift store, Craigslist, estate sale, blah, 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 anything. So I'm yeah. just a maniac, and I'll go around. My sister and I like to do it together. Like, she sells on Poshmark, uh, like, Lululemon and stuff, like, random stuff like that. Lululemon Lulu- kills it, dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, Patagonia and Lily Poulter, stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, so, like, we do that. Like, we'll hang out together and go thrifting and whatnot, so that's fun. Nice. Yeah. Give me your best conspiracy theory, man. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know, man. I'm trying to think. Like, the, oh, Tupac might be I alive. I appreciate a good conspiracy. I don't know. I, th- I think Tupac. Think? I don't know. Maybe. Like, it's... What about Elvis? I don't know. See, I don't dig. I didn't dig much into the Elvis story, but maybe. So how? So what, what's the story behind Tupac? Well, the, I remember just deep in the diving in, like there was some uh, things about like the BMW, like the spoke, like there was two different sets of rims. Like witnesses say it was like one was spoke rims and one was a, like a standard set of rims. Like, and the car that was impounded was different. They were saying so. I think there was like some, and I don't know if there was a body at the funeral. There was like a. Couple and people said they've seen him in islands, and there's a lot of tracks. Like he says, like G Unit on tracks that came out. Like he didn't G Unit wasn't around when he was alive. Like I, I don't know. You never know. I don't know. Hey, yes. anything could happen. I love like, it. People well, I'm and then what the Machiavelli? Yeah, I'm gonna be on Google all night. Machiavelli, right? Machiavelli wanted to fake <laughs> his own death. He was famous for that. So what he always say Machiavelli? I don't know. Who well, knows? Fucking rights, that would be badass if someone did that too. That like, would be badass. How are we gonna find Tupac though? <laughs> we need to sell more t-shirts. <laughs> Come back and <laughs> license God. yourself to make t-shirts. <laughs> Let's print them on vintage blanks to ah, we'll sell them at Rose Bowl for four fifty. Okay, I'm on a life mission now. <laughs> New life mission. Hmm. What else? What else you got? I don't know. I mean I'm trying to think. It's been like, it was a aliens. Cool. Yeah, they're. I mean, come on. There's we're the only people around. Our only things around. There's we're, you know, small fish in a big pond. It is pretty crazy. So, do you think we landed on the moon? I don't. That's ever, another thing. Yeah, I've, I've I've heard about that kind of stuff too. Like, <laughs> yeah, that could be another thing. Like, maybe I don't. Uh, maybe not. Like, you know, I heard that what it was like a. a they faked it for TV. Yeah, dude. I'll fucking I research the shit out of that, dude. It looks so fake. Damn. I see I gotta I gotta watch that now. Oh dude, get into it. You'll Damn. go down a deep dark hole. Down buddy. a deep dark hole of conspiracy. Yeah, that's something I don't want to go down one day. <laughs> Yo, so are you comfortable to talk about the throwback story? What story? Uh about him as former partner? Yeah. Yeah, I see, it's I, out there, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. I mean I I never met him, but I'm like very like Mike's like one of my best friends, so I would like and he's a you know, he's a great dude, so Yeah, yeah. I know that, um, should, I, should I names or is that like me? I don't want to like start any beef or I don't know. I've well, no, got it's, respect. it's a true story. We're, yeah. not, we're not like, we're so not like, right. Will, true. yeah, Will, I, and again, I've never met him, but he seems like a nice dude and everything. He worked for Mike and then um, he was like Mike's main, like I think he was like Mike's main picker and main supplier. And um, one day he just told Mike he wanted to quit. He was quitting 
And I don't know if he gave him a reason or not, but then like a few days later, it wasn't like more than less than a week that he opened his own shop. So like it obviously had been way preconceived. Right, exactly, planned. exactly. Like he's planning it for months and months and months. Yeah, you don't just like, hey, I'm going to open a store and I got it refurbished and I got inventory priced out yeah. and it's ready to open. And was it like in the same hood? I th- no, it's like around – It's well, not too far away. I think it's like maybe like one well, New York. I don't know. It's like a mile away. I want to say probably like closer to around two in New York. Yeah. Around right. there, yeah. So yeah, he opened his own store. And then like – I know Mike – see like Mike's the type of guy who's very loyal – so he was like very hurt that someone would do that because he looked. Yeah, I know he was like involved in Mike's wedding. One of his best, I believe, his best men or one of his best men. Um, and he was like hurt about it. And, like I feel bad because Mike, like he just wants the best for everyone. So I don't know if he want if Will wanted. Yeah, to open I, I met. He seems like a great guy when I met him. Yeah, like a caring dude. I feel like if Will wanted to open his own store, he could just be like, "Hey, I want to open my own store." It's like like, and he could have been like, "Yeah, let's do your thing." Like, on about I'm, it. Yeah, more like. Yeah, this fashion. Yeah, like I feel like in the like this, it's only clothing. Like I feel like there's a lot of like random beefs in the clothing, vintage clothing industry. Oh man, so many beefs, dude. And I and I try to, I kind of like neutral. Like I feel like in Philly, like we're kind of cool. Like I don't because I don't come out here much. So like, and I know like there's no inter Philly beefs. Not re um. P, there's like a one like PA ish area beef like not and like yeah, I don't know like it's all like again I don't I love it I got much, like I got love for everybody like I definitely like show love to everyone like they have this, what about like the bin beefs is it bin beefs I've never seen any bin but I've heard stories of bin I don't know if it was in the area per se but like I've heard like I think in Pittsburgh like a bin fight like my buddy Sean was telling me like a fight going down at the bins like I don't know if it, what it was over like pirates hat or something like a bat giveaway bobblehead or something and Sean was telling you this yeah get Sean it. Flynn got, got shout out Sean get over here Sean Flynn what's up get man? in here get in here <laughs> we're Sean in Tom right now from yeah. Monarch how you guys doing Sean what's your last name Sean Flynn Pittsburgh PA the Instagram is Monarch yeah Shop Monarch Studios Shop Monarch Studios so you're about the bin fight me. dude I don't know about the bin fight, honestly. What? I thought you were talking no. about the bin fight or something. It wasn't yeah. a bin I mean, no. no they no, go no. down, though. They, the they bins, go down. The bins are pretty interesting. I heard that bin, their bins out there are more of like a war zone. You gotta get it. There's more pick. I think there's more What about pickers. the beefs? I don't think there's really beefs. It's, just, it's definitely changing. There are more and more people that are that are going there. The summer's going to be crazy there. When all the kids oh, the come, kids come back school, from uh, yeah. school. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what's so funny? I know some homies in Vancouver, pickers, that do yeah. the thrifts. And they're like, they get pissed. They're like, oh, uh, Christmas holidays are here. Fuck, thrifts are fucked. Yeah, yeah. And like summer holidays. Yeah, it is what it is. I honestly like it because more stuff gets uh, pulled out around they the bring city. More out? I mean, you just see a lot more stuff. I swear, like people will find more stuff around that time. The summers have been. I mean, crazy. I guess a lot of good stuff men- comes from Pittsburgh. Yeah, there's the sure. mentality like the thrifts will be packed with people, but then there's also the mentality of like. Now I got an army of kids to go sell me shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They got to exactly. sell them to someone afterwards. So. Stuff always comes around. Yeah, for totally. sure. I like the summers. The morning. I definitely do. And then the fleas, because we don't have fleas all year round. So mm. as soon that's as a big as difference between warm the east out, and the west yeah. coast. Yeah, the fleas are all. In yeah, the we summer. don't get the fleas. Like you can you can flee year all around here, which no. you know for months there it's too so they're, cold. They're a big deal when you can start going to them again. Yeah. Have you noticed? Because you have a store now, right? Yeah. How long? How long did your store? Almost a year, man. Yeah. I mean, in a way, because we were just doing appointments this past December. But then really kicked off in May. So, I mean, a year in my head. It's been full time a year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you like weather's a bitch, eh? For retail? I mean, yes and, yes and no. 
Yeah. Have I you gone through like some big snowstorms where like nobody goes outside? Yeah, but then like those days will be randomly great too, because like cold people come out that like, and then they're there for a while because it's nasty outside, and they can, like. I don't know. It's good and bad. I wouldn't necessarily say it's like on the weather. Okay. People are used to it. Man. Vancouver's weird yeah. because like we we're like people moderate temperature like stuff. Seattle where like it doesn't snow that much. So when it does snow, people are like so scared, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. They're like I so mean, you scared. Definitely, don't get me wrong. You definitely notice it some days for yeah. sure. But like things just people buy different stuff. A lot more outerwear and crew necks and stuff like that. Not as many t-shirts, flannels. You know, jackets, yeah, denim, denim, That's denim, true. denim jackets, you get to sell the outerwear, jackets. It switches yeah. it up. You're not just it's cool because like you're yeah. actually that like, people are able to come and like do style or stuff, like not just buy a t-shirt, so, like, <laughs> buy a whole outfit, you know, and yeah, that's you know, a lot more layers and stuff on the East, which is nice. The so, you got any conspiracy theories, man? I don't. No, no, no I'm pretty. I mean, no, I'm not going to talk. Okay. About conspiracy okay. Theories. Well, Appreciate I want to talk quickly though about, uh, you bought a building. I did, man. Shout out to you buying a building. Yeah, I bought into a building with fa- with a family member, like into it in a way is okay. the best way to put it. Still, but it's been awesome. You put some money in. I did. I did. Yeah. Good investment. Smart it's man. been fantastic. Smart so far, for sure. Yeah. All you kids listening out there, take notes. Go buy property. Don't blow your don't blow your money on seven hundred dollar marbles. I mean, the, th- the thing is, is it's different. Unless <laughs> I'm selling them, then you should blow your money. Yeah. I feel like it's more it's only with us. <laughs> in those situations, the only way it's possible is you're usually in areas that are like, you know, are maybe off the beaten path at first. So it's more like a long term play. But I love it, and the town's amazing. There, it's an old town, Pittsburgh. So it's like exactly the vibe I want. Yeah. Like I had to do it, like a cool antique store. You know, I want people to come in that are like, because I have a lot of antiques and stuff there also, not just vintage, it's everything. Cool. So, because... But that's, that, that's the play. You should always be thinking the long-term play. Love it, yeah. You got yeah. to think that way. And if you're, if you're like able to sustain your business in a store that you're thinking long-term I'm going to do play, it my whole life. So yeah, I, I know it's I already have, making you money now. Think about how much more it'll make you once that, that Again, neighborhood would, pushes to where you are. I'll do this yeah. until I die. Like, even if I had another job and I would retire, I would still always, always do this on the side. I love it. So yeah, I'd rather invest everything I have into it now because I know exactly, like you said, it's gonna gonna pay off. It's been a crazy year, but like amazing. That's awesome for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to be out in California. Yeah. So what was what was your like? What was your perception of uh, first time at the bowl? I mean, so much products just crazy. Number one, it's so cool to see everything in one spot. So it is. much. You're seeing everything. You know, pretty much. Back home, like you see a David Bowie T-shirt. You know, every once in a while, then today you see like 10 and they're all different and some you haven't seen before and like the prices are, are different uh, product. I mean, it's just you got to I think you got to go and be ready to get after like what you, what you want in the yeah. first place. Like, don't get carried away by all of it. Just go and find what you want to find. Yeah. You, know? you get lost in the sauce. My, I was my so first experience, like I, we, I came probably two or three times before I sold there. Oh okay. man! And uh, I remember like just tripping out. I bought. I, I swear to God, I probably bought, or like I probably lost on fifty percent of the buys. Yeah, yeah first Rose Bowl. That's what I was worried about. I'm looking at that myself too. Because I was just like, I was just like too overwhelmed and too hyped, and then yeah. buying all this weird stuff that I I would have easily bought back home, but yeah. that was like. Ah, that was just a bad size I bought out those jeans. Yeah. They're wicked jeans, but they were like the wrong size. You go so like, many different ways. You know, yeah, it's just it's so it's stupid. Shit. Yeah. Literally. I definitely want to like, keep coming out here a lot more often. I mean, because the product is just amazing at the end of the day. It's just different. So Yeah, um, yeah but, I mean, and you can, if you come, you can sell yeah. some stuff maybe. I like seeing all the workwear. Like the Carhartt was really cool to see that and all the denim. 
because we don't see that in the quantities back home, you know. Yeah. Fair prices on those, too. Seriously. Totally. Yeah, yeah he's got no one no to though. hit. Um, yeah. You guys, got, I need some pet peeves. Pet peeves? Pet peeves know, like of people, the vintage game. Oh, pet peeves of the vintage game. Oh, well, number one, like, just came to me immediately, like, People that pick and like post pictures of the item in the thrift for sale, but not only that, like you can see the price tag on it. And be like, "Oh, I got this T-shirt I'm for one ninety nine. You know, vintage, blah blah, forty dollars." Like, bro, you, I saw where you got it. You're in, like, come on, dude, take some time. At least, like, take an angle. With I'd rather just be out, outside of the four. Yeah, the like I don't know. That's yeah. like yeah. that's yeah. amateur hour. Like the live picks. That's like a, that's like a newer thing in the last couple of years for sure. Like the bin picks, of course, and then the bin picks are yeah, flat. I mean, some people I like the flex. I like the flex though. I like the flex. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I like seeing it when someone finds like so do, do you, a million Have you guys piece. heard about people bringing shit into the bins to get the pick? Yeah, so I've yeah, heard rumors. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah, <laughs> I've for heard sure. rumors too. Which I definitely, I mean, like, that's come, a weak flex. Come on. That's a, yeah. that's a come weak on. flex. And then you pay for it too. Like, like, after like, oh, it's paid. Yeah, yeah otherwise you're like, you got to get a cut stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, let me get that. If I see someone, I'm diving. I'm diving. from the bins all the time, don't they? Yes, yeah, so I'm like, I mean, I'm not, I do, by the way, just stance on stealing. I do not condone stealing of any kind, no. whether it's from your homie or fucking Walmart. Yeah. Right back at you. Yeah. Yeah. So even stealing from the bins is still stealing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Kids are listening, remember that. Don't steal, man. Yeah. But like, the, people take a backpack in, they take, if they, if they only find one t shirt, they throw it in the fucking bag and they leave, right? Yeah, when, when Jason and I were just in Vegas, like, Vegas is a crazy place, too. But like, we were in the Savers and like, we've seen a guy. One person literally ran out the door with clothes. Like, straight up ran out the door, and another guy was, like, stuffing shit in a backpack, and, like, you're just like, what the hell? Like, damn, this is crazy. From the bins. This was about regular savers. Okay. So it was crazy. Dude, like, literally ran out the door with clothes. Did you guys come up at the savers in Vegas? Jace found a Supreme M.C. Escher uh, t-shirt for, like, a, nice it was 50% off. Yeah. yeah. Dollar fit shot, Jace. 160. 160. That's yeah, awesome, man. Jace comes. I feel like when Jason's with me, like he, like we, he comes up. We come up together. But yeah, yeah, yeah. we find shit. Like yeah, it's, it's random. Trunk, like, trunk stuffers. Trunk stuff. Yeah, we like when he came. Yeah, Jace came to see me in Philly, and we just kind of like went hard and just trunk like stuffed the trunk a couple times and so we found shit. T- we like t- there's another way of stealing at the bins too. To steal out of like I feel like you see people that take out of other people's carts. You know, the people that oh yeah, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. But I mean. Until it's God. checked out, like people are ruthless. Like it's crazy. Technically, <laughs> they're like, yeah. As far as the bins yeah. are concerned, they're like that's not stealing. Yeah, right. it's just like you're teething off. You know what also is interesting about the bins is I've noticed that people that would normally just go for like Victoria's Secret or like you know Patagonia, North Face, newer age stuff that's worth money on eBay. Now they're starting to also grab the vintage mm. a lot more. Yeah. And it's like it's funny because that's a pet peeve of mine because I don't like I should buy that. Especially because I do this full time, I should buy like pink and like random things if I could throw them up and on eBay. But I don't. It's not what I'm into, so I just you know yeah. I leave it there. But it, I, it's not that it's a pet peeve. It's just kind of it's interesting for me. Well, you got to focus your energy too, because like you know you can make money at one way, but if you're gonna do it another way that you enjoy, you might as well do it that exactly. way. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's that's, I mean, what, that's but what come on. Saying. If you find like an arcteric jacket, you're gonna take obviously. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I just mean, <laughs> I just mean like. New Age, I mean, I'll buy North Face, New Age North Face, of, of course, especially if it's something that I'll wear. But I, we don't, like, regularly carry it in the shop, that or Columbia jackets or anything like that. I like them, but it just doesn't fit the mold, you know? Yeah. It'd just be more of an online There's thing. mad Columbia backies. There's so much Columbia. Columbia sucks, though. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so, it doesn't resell. I like yeah, those, no. like, bu- those bugaboos. 
Bugaboo Yeah, the old yeah, nice yeah, ones. They're, they're nice. They're, they're cool. The old ones yeah. are nice. There's like a they small percentage of Columbia now. that works. Yeah. The Bugaboos go for money? I swear, like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Nice. But I mean, I'll take it. I think, I think my parents bought me Bugaboos when I was a kid. We probably got them still. Sounds like a song, is it? Any other pet peeves? Um, I just think I thought of what I'm trying to think now. I don't know, like the pricing too. Just like, especially just going to Rosewood now, because like on Instagram, people like cut up, will cut up on you for pricing and be like, first of all, like a lot of prices, like educate yourself. But then like seeing today, it was like a whole new world. Like people are asking outrageous prices for like things that shouldn't even be priced that high. And then like, okay, like you got you want sixty on this? It's like it's really only worth like twenty or thirty. I was like, what did you do like thirty or forty? And they're like, no, no, no. And, like, you just put it back and walk away, like, disgruntled. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? And, like, people are, all right, all right, I'll do 40. It's like, but you should have, like, you're here to sell. You have, it's not like you have uh, 10 things on the rack. You have, a lot of these people had hundreds of pieces. Like, let's work some deals. Like, totally. you know, let's work some deals here. I'm always down to work a deal. I'll grab a couple of things or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's just, uh, I, it's I don't know how It's interesting for me because there's so much product. So you would think that it would be right, right, right. like the, you know what I mean? Right. Because East Coast is like, hey, you find one t-shirt and it's like that. Now out here, there's millions of them and it's cheaper on the East Coast for that one t-shirt where there's no other t-shirts in the whole fleet. So yeah. in terms of like, you know what I mean? Instead, you have the hustle to get there to get that t-shirt first because, yeah. you know, so different. Like this was, it's a. Like it's you were a saying before, like you don't even know what to ask prices on because you kind of get jaded. You're like, right. you're yeah. like. There's so much selection and there's so much heat and you th- you ex- you kind of get in this mindset where you assume all the prices are going to be way over right, taxed right. or at a retail level. Yeah, right. So you like stop asking, but you never know when you find that one that's like like today, like the guy's sleeping in the next room. He got he got the Iron Maiden camo sleeve for two hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like maybe you'd look at that and go, "I'm not going to ask." Right. Yeah. Fuck. Glad you asked on right. that one. You know? <laughs> Right. Oh, no, that's so kind of like you got to just no, keep going. No, right. 100%. At the end of the day, I mean, I thought it was fair the, the more you talk to people. Like, I was surprised by some things, for sure. Yeah. And you definitely get get steals and, you know, nice product that you don't see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you got to be patient. But I was surprised. I didn't totally. see as much fire wrestling stuff as I was would expect. Because that's what I was looking for. A lot of my homies back home like want wrestling gear. Like, in... Found I got that one shirt from you, that rock shirt that's really cool, but it's probably the coolest one I got on the on the West Coast. And your guys' prices are different for wrestling too. You guys are way up on wrestling compared to these guys for sure. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think oh, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, double out here. It's like, yeah. and that's not with everything else. So it's it's interesting. Like every, but everything hit. I mean, everything's more expensive out here. Like <laughs> gas is like double the price. Like food, like yeah, true, rent. true. Right. Right. Yeah, good point. The vintage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about. Were you on the WWVSE? I was not. Okay. Worldwide vintage stab bag. Frankie. Fra- Frankie's, Frankie's got over here. Frankie's got it over here. Thanks Get in here for a minute. We got Frankie go in the building. So you, you know, you roll up with Jace, and then you roll up. Where did I, you rolled up to the storage? Yeah, well, kind of surprised me. I was yeah. like, "Shit, yeah. where Frankie come from?" Yeah, that was the first, I was the first time I met Frankie in person. Yeah, I've kind of been, kind of just been low key. Um, I don't know for the people who do know me, like I used to work around too, and then when I left, I kind of went straight laced, got a nine to five job. Yeah, and then 
full-time student too so it's like kind of hard to do everything i want you know in school right now i still have to go dude fucking took a while for people people are listening like if you're going to school focus on that shit that's <laughs> like do not do what i did um but i mean you know if you're in school fuck it that's what you know i'm trying yeah. to finish that shit you know and Hell so yeah. now i like with the job i kind of have more some more leeway of like time more time on the weekend so i finally i finally moved came out the cave and chase and casey were out to the ball and i was like I'll, I'll roll yeah. with y'all whatever y'all doing but yeah so oh, wow. I want to get to the beginning of this because you guys only know each other from a Facebook group yeah so we're this group is called uh, Worldwide Vintage Snapback Exchange it's kind of been changed to sales because we, we do more we do more vintage but the group was started like I want to say 2010 2012 around that era by this one kid yeah. and his, his whole idea was to weed out the scammers the bad kids the people that were just being shitty because at the time if you guys know snapbacks and tattoos, Tiger, they made hats huge. These hats snapbacks yeah, got huge. And people were selling them for insane amounts of money. Some rare ones were getting out there and stuff. And so this group was made so we could weed out the people. And so we basically, the best of the best, I guess you could say. And then as the years go by, this kid just became honestly the biggest scammer because he started getting into t-shirts, starting to get into Supreme, starting to get into shoes. And he was proxying this stuff. And then he just stopped. No one knew where he went. He just went silent. And so my buddy, our buddy Santos, who's like kind of like the head of the dude, he's still the head. And I is kinda... Santos the guy who I bought all the cops hats off? No, that's Eric. Okay. His last name is Santos, though. His last name is Santos. Oh, that's what he thinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And so he kind of got a couple buddies and like re- rebranded it, refurbished it, and like made it what it, like most people know about for a while. And then it kind of died off again. And then I'm kind of the resurgence, you know, trying to bring it. But, dude, for, like, years, I was messaging, like, Casey yeah. on Facebook, Jace on Facebook. Yeah. Like, messaging each other, eBay links, like, shit we found at the thrift stores and, like... Yeah, because it was just basically a community. It wasn't all about selling shit. It was just right. to, like, it was like flat chop up. it up. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Learn about, like, the hat styles and, like, what was more rare. And, like, it was cool because, like, new stuff would pop up, like, all yeah. the time. Like, oh, I haven't seen that script or yeah. I haven't seen that color. But, like... And even you would find stuff and you'd be like, yo, I can't wait to like show everyone. Because yeah. like, this is never, I remember I found like the Sixers one with the gold on it. Like, dude, dude, when you like, found people, that, people like, like, what? I never seen that. Yeah. Like that never, you know, that never popped out. Like, See, because so, for us, like I've explained people that don't get it. Like people are like, why just, it's snapbacks. Like here's the thing, like the hats existed, but, yeah. but not everyone fucking wore them. And so they just went away. Yeah. And so who, who the fuck knows where they went away. And so that was way it makes it hard. So back then there wasn't social media that we could catalog and so there is catalog so we know stuff exists but we just don't see it in person totally. so yeah we've done the research like our, our dudes in the group have done the research have the catalogs have seen like orders and old shit like that yeah, so catalogs and stuff. yeah so it's cool to see that stuff we know that stuff should be existing but it just hasn't been seen in the eye so that's why we're like yo that's one of one or there's like three of those because where the fuck are they we don't know and those are the only ones we've seen online so far so yeah um but and then um but it like that that group. I didn't get in the group till way late. Yeah, I got in the group like only like a couple years ago. Yeah, a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, we've always wanted you in the group. Believe me. I don't know about that. Bullshit. We're always we're like fuck this guy. Keep him out of the group. I was like kept the arms. Was like so people like I so, kicked out for We've always we've shit. always. It's funny because we always talk about Drew because Drew was always like Everson Frank was always the dudes that yeah had the shit because like we even talk about you guys now like dude it's so funny that. You used to go as Everson Frank and like you look at YouTube the videos. Search. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah. You see them like what they had all this. But, but like it's sick to look back and be like that group because you guys were all hyped to like share with each other. You probably dug harder 
just to share. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. just to be like, I found this. And yeah. it was cool, like training. Like if you were so that, a, a dolphin, like the one who Dave is like a big Gators fan. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would always send, you know what I mean? Like send and swap shit out. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that whole dynamic built the business. Yeah. I and mean, built the, that, and built would, the, and pushed like, pushed the fucking trend and pushed the hype of snapbacks. Yeah, I, and I was, definitely tried to like, yeah. just be as, be as passionate as we could because that's, that's what it was all about. Like, we chose dudes like, see, that was different. Dudes wanted to be a part of us because they're like, man, my collection's sick. I yeah. wear shit. Yeah. But honestly, it was more of like, do you really care about this? Or is you, is this your business? Is this going to be yeah. like, well, just with any, about? any, anything, it's like card, card collectors, they want to go to a card convention to like nerd out yeah, a card. Yeah, exactly. You need yeah. to nerd out yeah, with somebody yeah. or else, yeah. what's the fun of it? Yeah. Nerding exactly. out's the best part. Yeah. yeah exactly, exactly. You need to share your nerdiness. And then <laughs> recently, dude, I've been nerding out so hard with my friends again. Like, meeting up like messaging people that like we haven't messaged in a while because it kind of died out and then but like people have been there the snapback collectors yeah. have been there they've just been low key like, dude I feel like the snapback like thing on Instagram like laid the groundwork for like vintage not on the, like remember it was like snapbacks and sneakers like yeah that was what it was and then it you know evolved obviously into more gear now it's a lot of all about the t-shirts but it was like, like the big dudes on Instagram vintage were snapback heads. Yeah, like, dude, I, if it totally wasn't for hats, I wouldn't know about yeah. shirts. Yeah. I wouldn't know about yeah. jerseys and shit. No, I don't think a lot of, I don't think the business would be where it is now because no. it's like, it's morphed and moved into what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And I mean, people like replicated it. Like, people made fakes. People did everything. Yeah. So. And they do, and like you said, what just had, a hat just sold for like crazy numbers. Oh, yeah. So I was, the Drew was like asking me like, so what's a crazy number in this? Like, there's this like, if people who know the hats, like it's a logo athletic double shark toots first generation so it's got this different colorway of this other so it exists but this dude has a different colorway just sold for I think 1.2 thousand 100 1,200 dollars yeah and that's fucking nuts what would right? you say is like the rarest hat like that's probably that one at the time right now yeah, dude, I've Dodgers. Seen- well the MLB stuff with the license there's not as, there's not many dope MLB snapbacks because new era had the license so like they didn't get as many of the cool yeah. scripts and, and so, like they were limited runs and so what people and then also with that what I, what me and my buddy found out too was like MLB players only wear plane logos yeah exactly on yeah. field they're yeah. only wearing plane logos so all the scripts all the shadows uh, all the shit like no one wore them because they're fucking the players weren't wearing I want to be like the player yeah I want what Griffey has that's why like that, that's yeah, why football true. that's why football all that starter shit worked because they, they were wearing the gear they had the shit exactly they were wearing the look at the 90s sidelines like you got the Minnesota Vikings, like, coaches and shit. Deck, like, Buddy Ryan, the Eagles coach, he's got a starter satin on. Another coach has, like, an Apex One exactly. crazy jacket. Like, they were dripped out, and, like, they had the craziest shit. Like, yeah, and then you got MLB stuff. Shark Tooth hat, scripts yeah. on. Like, That's why MLB stuff is it's, it's worth some money, but, like, just certain stuff is worth the loot. It's yeah. crazy. Like, it's hard like, to get. Like, the Tiger, like, Tiger stuff is still kind of hard to find. And, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's Harder, just, to, like, the smaller market teams, too. Like, yeah. They, like, they made a gang of Yankee stuff. What about those? Uh, so, have you ever had any of those hieroglyphics hats? Yeah. So, uh, we, I saw one this weekend at the at the bowl, and then I'm, I've always seen them. Never owned one. Yeah, I've never seen it. That was yeah. What was that other series? Was it starter image series where they had just had the pictures? Of oh, yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. For a good moment, those still kind of go for loot. Yeah, they do. Seen, I've never seen a Dodgers. Uh, we, we've quote unquote seen one that like from a catalog, like someone posted online or somewhere, and but I've yet to see it. In Who's person. got all the catalogs? Someone um, in the group. Someone has. in the group has. I think I it's. Found, I think it's Malachi. I believe. Oh, really? <laughs> I believe it's Malachi and like Satos <laughs> and like random random people have like found them like in their like searching like through like old places. They've just like oh like look at my old books and like 
take the books and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, oh no, you know what it is? It's a, it's a Boneyard Chicago ad stuff. That's oh, yeah. That's so I heard Boneyard is going, yeah, pulling all vintage. Oh, really? Really? 100% streetwear hype. I did no not hear any about that. Wow. Damn. Someone told me that this weekend. That's crazy. So I was I, out there. There's some, they didn't have much vintage in the store. Yeah, they, they were a, down to like a rack or something. Yeah. yeah. They always have cool shit, though. They're really, they're mad cool people. So. Yeah. yeah, no, we know those guys. Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah. I mean, I've never been out to their store, but they've been like in the scene. They're OG, man. Yeah, I went yeah. to, I was in Chicago two summers ago. I went to the OG store and I went to the new one last time I was there. And they're both super nice. Like Tones of Man. Yeah, they're a part of our group as well. Like Yeah, still, they're, yeah. Well, those, I found, I remember hearing them like way back because you guys did an interview with I forget who you did an interview with or maybe it was maybe it was another because you used to do like interviews for people right way back like on the blog or something yeah on a blog or something no ah uh, maybe yeah so I don't know I remember and then that's how I heard about them was like him digging oh, wow. like, way back in the day you know like Jesse went out and met those guys to do some digs I think back so then. yeah I what mean, was yeah. Fidel Snapstraw was yeah, the his, original his, name his yeah. name's Fidel Snapstraw they used to have crazy, they find crazy shit I bet they went to some interesting uh some hoods of Chicago. Oh, for sure. Shit. They would have had come-ups, man. Yeah, yeah the snap, the snapback game yeah. really ran deep for, like, a couple of years. Like, Oh, man. Yeah, I had a dude go out. We have had friends go out all the way to the to overseas in Asia where they are manufactured and bought boxes of that shit and then supplied their store for, like, a year or two before the, before the hype died down, you know? Yeah. Once the hype died down, you couldn't really stay open. Yeah, now... So, it's like it's like retail. You can sell half for twenty, thirty bucks, or it's like a rare, rare collectible. Yeah, exactly. that's it. There's no middle ground anymore. There's no middle. ground There was like anymore. levels for long exactly. Time, it was know? like 30, 40, 50, 75, 80, like one hundred fifty, three hundred. Like yeah, yeah, that's great. Nice. That. Yeah, that nice. was nice. It's cool. I like I like seeing it again. Like yeah, being on Instagram, seeing all the hats that pop up. Again. Like a Raiders Raiders hat will never not be cool. Oh, like yeah. that'll for always sure. be cool. Yeah, always and like the retros have never been anything like it. So like the OGs always will. They'll be desired. It was the one thing that yeah. was always said about that NWA movie. Yeah. Okay. I was like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, yeah they, 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 they fucked it up. Eh? Yeah. The wardrobe. Yeah. That's that was terrible. the one thing. Yeah. The one that we all do. That, I, I remember when that movie came out, it was the one thing we all said was like, come on. Like, you got the outfits, yeah. like, kind of, but you couldn't get the hat. Yeah. That's the one thing about those movies. Disappointing. Yeah. Disappointing. And I heard they had sourced like vintage, like, like that. Vintage Dickies and Ben Davis, so like they're wearing vintage stuff in the thing. But yeah, there's a couple things. There's like a, sat- a couple times they're wearing satin jackets that look yeah. like the wrong sheen. You know, yeah, that's, that's off. It's like yeah. the NFL like Reebok. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. starting, yeah. bro. Like, See? That's like so important for somebody in the scene to watch a movie. Like when I watch, <gasps> oh yeah, terrible. it's so annoying. That's a big thing. Yeah. Um, Midnight, you, you guys know that mid '90s Johnny Hill movie that came out. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like skate, skate flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like really good wardrobe. Yeah, that's dude. Yeah, they're right. wearing all period pieces like yeah. authentic, and they they didn't go. Sometimes they'll go over the top, right? To make it like so obviously that time period that you're like it's just not believable because Taco Bell cups are original. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like, that, yeah, movie, that was movie was great. Yeah, and I noticed that too. Like all the like his shirts and stuff are like pretty on point. So totally, it's pretty sick. Yeah, I gotta love that. So. Yeah. You got any shout outs? We're gonna cu- we're gonna cut it. Oh man, we, I I got I try to do like a million shout outs. Like, yeah, dude, run it up. Oh man, run like, it shout up. out to my family, my mom, dad, sister, my girlfriend. Um, shout out to Frankie in oh, the yeah. building. WWVSE. Yeah, follow, yeah, yeah, worldwide exchange. So follow at WWVSE. That's yeah, we're all there. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Jace in the building right now. You know the gang, gang, my guy. Shout out. Mike Spitz, Mr. Throwback, and Jordan, JT Beats, my guys. Um, 
Shout out everyone back in Philly, Suplex crew, gang, my homie Natalie, your homegirl Natalie. God, I feel like I'm going to forget, like, people like, oh my God, you shout out Niall, shout out Niall. I don't know, man. Shout out to F's and Frank for everything. Everyone in LA, shout out to Zach and Slobby and Wes for holding it down. And the new cats we met were mad cool. Much love, yeah, much love. Check out, out Rare there. Vintage. We got some. Uh, we're trying to do some more merch on some vintage stuff. So, what's we, in the future? Give us, give us. Yeah, the, we're trying to work future of, of Rare Vintage. Yeah, we're trying to do obviously more merch, like printing on like vintage, you know, blanks, hats, and Russell and Champion stuff, just like re, just you know, reusing vintage stuff and people printing. vibing on the merch. Yeah, we're doing like this, like with city colorways and stuff. Like people have been like, oh, can you make my city with? And I, that's cool because like people have been rocking with the page and the brand for like, a couple of years, so. Nice. It's like flat. It's like flattering. We were like, "Yeah, you want to wear my brand?" And you're you feels know, good, right? Yeah, it feels good. So I think I might even do the option for people to like customize. Like, okay, like I want it to be my city in that color. And we'll find a vintage piece and like you know whip it up for them. So I nice. think that's going to be available. Um, we're going on the new website. Trying to been looking at like stores and as an option, but we like on, I don't know. I like online. We have a lot of international customers. Like we get a lot of stuff that's like I try to find really obscure and unique pieces that aren't very common like the sports like mostly sports stuff jerseys and like starter jackets but we'll dabble with some pop culture stuff and try to find stuff that's cool like you know and we're trying to keep Sweet. that going and, and bond and build with all the uh, people in the vintage world it's a lot of good there are a lot of good people out here there are Thank you, man, for coming on the show, dude. Yeah, I appreciate, thank you. I appreciate it. it. I got to shout out Pittsburgh one time. Too. Yeah, shout out, shout out Pittsburgh. All the family back in Pittsburgh. Black yeah, and yellow, yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> All right, yeah, everyone. The and shout out Drew. Good people. Shout out Drew. <laughs> thank you, Frank. We are out. <laughs>